Welcome to the Financial Flight Plan with Tim Estes and Bree Reyes. When it comes to your financial future, we believe the sky is the limit. We'll give you the proper tools to keep your engine <clears throat> portfolio running smoothly. Let us pilot the answers to some of your toughest financial issues. The Financial Flight Plan starts now. Well, hello and welcome back into the Financial Flight Plan podcast. Glad to have you on the show today. I'm Ben George. He's Bree Reyes. She's an investor, coach, and certified financial planner over at Estes Financial Services. And today we're talking about major life events. I know, Bree, you touch a lot of these, right? I think that's the thing with advisors. You know, we think about you guys as just being there for for helping us with investing and, and planning. But, you know, our money touches everything in our life, right? So every major life event you're kind of there for. Very much so. Every major life event we're involved with. Um, my One of my specialties is actually working with people going through divorce. So that's a topic I could spend. With. Well, I actually have a podcast just talking about finance and divorce because right. <laughs> it is um, it is a complex situation. Um, but anytime you're going through any major life change, I and I would actually include retirement in here as well. Um, you need to make smart decisions as far as your money goes. So we're going to have some fun today. Should be good. And we're going to kind of help you through some of these major life events. If you face any of these, uh, know that maybe they're coming or just want to be prepared or know what you might need to check off your list. If these ever pop up, this episode should help you with that. So it should be a good show. Again, you can find us online, estesfinancial.net. And if you ever have questions for Bree, want to help out with any of these life events or anything within your financial plan, you can call 817-444-8402. So what about you, Bree? Anything going on? Uh, of significance with your life? I know you're always pretty busy. I am always pretty busy. Well, we bought a house this summer nice. and we finally took possession of it. Um, a new house. We, we love our old house. It's just, we, we outgrew our old house about, Oh, did I meet my husband in 2011? We outgrew our house the day I met my husband, <laughs> um, but we've been making it work. And the reason we've been making it work is we love the location. We love, we love the location. It is, Location, location, location it is perfect. But then when I added, it was great when I was a single woman with, with a 45 pound dog. But then when I added a full grown human male, and then when we added a baby, and then when we added another dog, we have very significantly outgrown our house. So we bought one in August and we were kind enough to lease it back to the, the sellers. And we just, just took possession of it October 1. Hmm. which you would think is fine and dandy and it just needed some minor cosmetic work. But it seems like every time I go over there now, we're not in it. Complete, complete candidness. You know, I pull no punches ever. We're not in this house. And at this point in time, I'm too afraid to hire movers because every time I go over there, there's one more hole in the wall. One (laughs) more thing. This has become that movie, The Money Pit. One small little thing has become one thing after another thing after another thing. And I, oh, one of these days, one of these days we will be in there, but it is, I am learning. So I am making financial decisions during major life events right now. So some of this actually applies to me. (laughs) We'll see how well I follow what I tell everyone else. (laughs) Yeah. You know, that is true though. Buying a new home and especially any kind of remodel is a, is a life event because it can be pretty expensive as you, as you point out. And we, we made a budget and we interviewed multiple contractors and we have tried to do everything the right way. And my husband's background is in architecture. So and he works with a lot of contractors in, in his current occupation. And so you would think that this would be easy for us, but but it's not. 
Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I hope you have patience, Bri. It's not at all. I have no patience then. (laughs) Haven't we met? I have absolutely no patience at all whatsoever. And Uh, so um, I'm having to be reminded of that and momming and business owning and um, just trying to, you know, survive this crazy weather and this crazy fall we're having here in North Texas. So it's it's fun. Being Uh, me right now is fun. (laughs) Well, we wish you the best. I know it'll all be worth it once it's all said and done, hopefully. So hopefully. you can just get through this. Well, hopefully, hopefully. we're excited to to kind of dive into these main, these major life events today. Uh, some of them are positive. Some are, are tough, tough to deal with. But as we talked about, your advisor should be there to help you with all of these and anything, anything that you face in your life. And that's part of why you build this uh, financial plan is to pre- be prepared for anything that might come your way. So let's start off with a job change, Bria. I know a lot of people right now are, are considering, hey, maybe I want a career change. Let me just get a good reset in my life. But you know, whatever the reasons are for the job change, there are a number of things you need to be thinking about financially, right? Exactly. Um, we need to be thinking about benefits. We need to be thinking about income. We need to be thinking about what we're losing and what we're gaining. We need to think also about how this is going to affect not only your financial plan, but also your mental psyche. There's there's something to be said in this country, um, U.S. specifically, about how much our self-worth is tied up into our job. And I have found in years and years and years of doing this that a job change like retirement specifically, where it's it's kind of an end, not just a change, not just I'm going to go stop working for X employer and go start working for Y, but the I'm going to stop working is is very much a mental issue, and, and not issue, but very much a mental component. There's very there's there's an emotional component to that because one of the first things we ask each other is you know your name and then what do you do. And so a lot of our self-worth is tied up in our jobs. And so it's it's easy to show people the numbers work and you can do this and we can talk through different benefits and we can talk through what you're leaving on the table or what you're gaining. But what I found is even when I can show people you are in a good financial situation, they still need to have that 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 emotional conversation. Yeah, it's so important to have that emotional conversation with that. But uh, a lot goes into the job change. So again, if you're if you're thinking about moving careers or know that that could be coming, sit down and, and have those discussions about what you should be focusing on. All right, let's, let's get into one of your specialties here uh, is divorce. And for those that don't know, you're a certified divorce financial analyst, as well as being a certified financial planner. So you work all the time with people in this area. So I, I encourage people to check out your other podcast too, if they really want to dive into divorce and facing that. But what are some of the the, the, the high level things, Briggs? I know you could, you could do multiple <laughs> podcasts on this. So what are the we most do important a whole things? Podcast on this. <laughs> exactly. So what are the most <laughs> important things here? <laughs> Number one, usually when you're looking at a divorce, you're looking at taking what is usually one or an income stream that supports one house and dividing it and making it support two or assets that have been saved for one retirement and dividing them and making them support two retirements. And I would say by and large, most people are not prepared for that. You also need to understand the taxation of assets in in divorce and as you're taking money out of assets and how this is going to affect your tax brackets. It's very easy to look at a 50-50 split on paper and think that it makes perfect sense. But then when you look at the taxation, it's not really a 50-50 split. The numbers can be very, very skewed. And then you also have to realize that And I love lawyers. I mean, I work with a ton of them and they're wonderful and great people, but their job isn't to worry about your tax situation in the future. It's yours. 
their job isn't to think creatively for you and your family and what's in the best interest of you and your family when you're going through the divorce. It's yours. And you're going through one of the most emotional times in your lifetime. So thinking rationally, it doesn't come naturally to humans anyway. But you had divorce on top and you're definitely not. So it's one of these situations where having an outside person, a certified divorce financial analyst, and I would ask for, I would ask everyone to go interview a CDFA, certified divorce financial analyst, not just a CFP, because there's special um, training that we've taken, classes that we've taken, continuing education that we take to retain that level of certification and that knowledge. And that's really, really important when you're going through something where you're basically splitting your, your entire life savings. Yeah, so so tough um, that process, and and I think there are a lot to, a lot of things to be thinking about. I know I've learned quite a, a bit of those from you, Bree, through this process, and it's just divorce is so tough that you you often just want to get done with a lot of the financial stuff, but it's important not to. It's very very important not to. It it is an emotional roller coaster, and people just want to be off the ride. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when they do that, and when they jump off the ride, it they've given up. They've given up financial security. They've given up financial freedom um, and they've severely damaged their future. So it's important to stay the course. It's important to have a good team and to understand your strategy and feel confident in it. All right. So again, if you want to learn more about divorce, reach out to Bree directly and she can help you uh, specifically with that. All right, let's talk about an inheritance, another major life event. If you are fortunate enough to receive an inheritance and and it can be such a big windfall for you. I know this is a spot that a lot of people can Make some major mistakes with their inheritance, right, Brie? They can. And this comes back to, we talk about taxes so much on this podcast, but this comes back to taxes. This come back, comes back to future planning. It's, um, I would say any inheritance or a windfall, you know, if you went, won the Powerball last week or Mega Millions, whatever it was, um, anytime that you're not expecting money in, it can feel a little bit um, overwhelming. And you can make some decisions that maybe aren't, you're not thinking all the way into the future. The other thing that I, that inheritance is you're already going most, most of the time, you're going through a very emotional time period. And so it's not the time to immediately make snap judgments, snap decisions. It's, it's the time to sit, evaluate and think about what do I want to do with this windfall? How do I want to benefit maybe myself, maybe my family in the future? How can I position this to help me not only today, but 5, 10, 15 years down the future? Um, And I I get it. We Americans, and I think it's more so Americans than anywhere else, but humans are the inventors of the microwave. We're the inventors of Amazon Prime. If I can have it in 20 seconds, I want it in 20 seconds. But when it comes to... to a windfall like this or an inheritance like this, it's it's time to pause and take stock and realize what do you, how do you want this money to work for you? And that's kind of a different mindset shift. It is a huge mindset shift for sure. Um, and one that you want to be on top of. So if you do get that, that inheritance, have uh, that opportunity to, to maybe change your life or you know, change the course of your retirement, you don't want to drop the ball on that. So again, have a plan for everything that you're doing with that money. All right. Uh, becoming an empty nester. I know, Bree, me and, me and you probably a few more years before that becomes a, a thing. But for those that do have that opportunity to become an empty nester, I guess there's some positive and negative, right? Positive, you got more income that you get to hold on to, right? You don't have as many expenses. But I guess there's a lot of people now that are having to, when they become empty nesters, help pay for college. So it can be a huge expense, too. 
Well, it could be a huge expense. It could be a bounce back situation. Um, I know plenty of people who bounced back for a hot minute. Um, it's not the problem with most of our bills nowadays. And I'll, I'm going to pick on Netflix for a hot second here. Netflix doesn't call and well, now they are. How many, how many accounts are being used at your household? You know, that type <laughs> of thing. But um, well, well, okay, we'll go back to Comcast. Comcast doesn't care whether I have the TV on in one room and Joaquin has the TV on in the other room. They're going to charge us the same amount per month, mm-hmm. right? So some of your your expenses don't go down as drastically as you would hope they would. And, I mean, more people are living at home longer. And the other issue is we've got people on health insurance until 26. I, I was kicked off the day I graduated college. So there are some long-term expenses. And the other thing is I found in doing this a, a long, long time that becoming an empty nester is like a new chapter in your life. And it's time for you and your spouse to sit down and figure out what this chapter means for you all. Not only, I mean, monetarily, but also do you want to stay in the house? Do you want to clean the big old house? Do you want to maybe downsize? But if you downsize, where are the kids going to stay when they come home? I mean, there's there's pros and cons to everything. And there is not a right answer for any one person. But I found that most of these conversations don't take place at home between a couple. They take place in my office. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just because people have never really thought about it. So I, I really, really enjoy um, sitting down, talking through these things, m- planning, and, you know, knowing, okay, maybe you do. I, Nate was born, I was old when we had Nate. I mean, literally, they called it, it's a geriatric pregnancy. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, that's possibly the worst insult I've ever had in my life. <laughs> it really is. It really is We have the same thing, and, yeah. And so I know that, like, you know, I'm looking at college way later than some of my peers are, or, or even my sisters are, for their kids. Um. And that's just something I'm, we're going to have to take into account when we do become empty nesters. But at the same time, I'm not also promising that I'm paying for Nate's full ride to, you know, whatever college he chooses. So there, there's some give and take there. But it's it's important to set the expectations between both spouses. Yeah, it absolutely is for sure. All right. Uh, one more for you here, Bree. Major life event that I know um you know, can be very, very difficult for people. And one that we don't like to think about is the death of a spouse. All right. So there's a lot that, that can affect you financially when this happens. And again, much like the divorce process, you, your mind's elsewhere and it's hard to try to sort these things out and it can be overwhelming. It can be incredibly overwhelming. Um, unfortunately, we've had to deal with this in our practice the last couple of years during COVID. We've had multiple clients um, lose their spouses this, this year. In fact, to the point where I ended up making a checklist of things to do and where to call and just to stop because uh, it's hard. Um, These were clients that we cared deeply, deeply about. And so it was one of those situations where I realized that they were getting a ton of information at one time and they're getting it from the, the funeral home and they're getting it from family and friends and stuff, but nobody is it's hard to think. It's hard to think when you're in that type of um, anguish, I guess is probably the best word for it. Um, and so it's the first thing I tell everybody is nothing has to be done right away. I mean, financially, we, we've got a minute and it's probably wise to take a second, take a beat, breathe, give yourself a little time to grieve. Um, don't, don't try to, 
don't try to wrap it all up in a week. Um, and the other thing is don't make major, major life decisions that first year. Don't decide to sell your house and move or, um, you know, change careers or anything like that. Just give yourself a minute because uh, you're, you're going through the waves of emotion and raw vulnerability and feelings. And, and the more you can kind of take for yourself, the better off you are. Find a good financial planner. Find a good financial advisor. If you don't, if you don't like the one your spouse was working with, or you um, you've never really met them, it's interesting because in our practice we meet both both spouses. I really very rarely work with somebody if I, the other spouse is not involved. Uh, and the reason being is Dad and I have a firm belief that it's it's decisions made by both spouses, and we we don't want anyone to be worried about who do I call in this instance. And so I've had. An, Unfortunately, in the past couple of years, I've had people show up at my office with just boxes of paper. They just collected everything that came in the mail for the first three months. Statements, paper, phones, laptops, they brought everything. Mm -hmm. And I'll sit down and go through it with them and explain, okay, I've, I mean, I've explained, this is your mortgage. This is this bill. This is that bill. And trying to cons consolidate accounts and make sure we find all the money. Um, so... You need a trusted advisor. And if you're not comfortable working that closely with your certified financial planner, find a new one. Because this is, it's, it's a lot. It is it's, a lot. It's a lot. No question. All these can be a lot. Um, and there's a lot that you need to be thinking about. And again, we want to help you make smart decisions. I know that's what Bree and the team over Estes Financial help their clients do is make smart decisions during these times because, a lot, you know, emotion often drives a lot of the things you decide to do and determine to, to do. So again, you want to take that emotion out of it as much as possible. And that's what an advisor can help you with. So again, if you want to learn more, estesfinancial.net is the, question, is the uh, website and the phone number is 817-444-8402. Now I know we also offer a lot of different resources beyond the podcast, Brie, and one that we want to really let people know about today, the financial flight plan book. Yes. We're going to talk about the financial flight plan book. Normally we talk about the the tax toolkit, but today I want to talk about the book for a second. And the reason I like the book is because it is written for the average investor. This is not written, or the average person even. It is not written for the financial wizard. Now, granted, there are extenuating, there's more to be read. And there's, if you like this topic, try reading this book. There's, you can dig into it and get as nerdy as you want. <laughs> and I say that because, you know, I am a big nerd, but it's a book that my partner, Tim Estes, and I and a good friend of ours, Dan Caprill, wrote together. Uh, and we have two versions. We have one for our listener that just works in the private sector and has a regular retirement and a job. And then we have a special book because we work with so many people who are federal employees. We have the federal financial flight plan book that is specifically designed for federal employees and talks about their benefits specifically. And so this is something that I really am passionate about and I wanna make available to all of our listeners. So if you want a copy, either shoot us an email at info, I-N-F-O at estesfinancial.net or give us a call at the office, 817-444-8402. Once again, 817-444-8402. They are physical books. So we are going to need your address, not just an email address to mail you the book. Um, but I'd love to get it out to you. And it, it covers all kinds of different things. And it's a great place to start just kind of learning about 
making sure you have a path to retirement, making sure you have a path to financial freedom. Again, take advantage of that. We always uh, try to offer you great resources for listening to the show, and that's just one more. So again, take advantage of that financial flight plan book. All right, getting to know Bree Reyes now as we get closer to closing this out. So I have a mailbag question to come as well. But question for you first, Bree, is what's your ideal date night? Ooh, my ideal date night. I really, really, really love basically what my husband and I did last night, which was go to listen to some live music, have some really good food, and maybe a craft beer or two. Mm -hmm. That is, live music is, is food for my soul. And so something like that is an awesome, wonderful date night for me. I like that. It, it doesn't have to be fancy. Yeah. It doesn't. I mean, don't get me wrong. I do like the fancy French restaurants every once in a while. But if I had my druthers, it's we're doing something pretty laid back. We're doing something that is just the two of us just listening to music and eating food and drinking good beer and enjoying the beautiful state of Texas. Love it. I love it. All right, let's uh, let's finish off, Bree, with the little mailbag question today from Mary in Arlington. She says, I had kids later in life than most people, so I'm almost 60, and my twin boys will be heading to college in a few months. I really want them to be able to finish college without any huge student loans, but I'm not sure that I can pay for both of them to get through school without hurting myself financially. I'd like to retire eventually, after all. So which <laughs> thing should I place a higher priority on, their education or my retirement? Ooh, so obviously we just talked about the fact that I was old when I gave birth. I was geriatric. Um, so I, I feel you, Mary, very, very much so. Uh, and twins, oh my goodness. Congratulations. I hope you're staying sane. One is enough of a handful for me. Here is what I always remind everyone and what I've reminded myself and my husband multiple times. My son can get a loan for college. You, my friend, cannot get a loan for retirement. It true. seems so silly, silly to say that. And it seems just so flippant. But think about it. Mm -hmm. There are multiple ways to pay for college. There are grants. There are loans. There's part time. I worked part time in college. There's part time jobs. You can. There's lots of different ways to pay for college. And your kids, both of them, have wonderful and amazing earning potential going forward in the future. You are hitting it closer to your golden years. You're looking for your retirement. I found that most people who go in and dip into their retirement or maybe stop saving for retirement and put too much of an emphasis on college end up working the rest of their lives because they never have time to make that time back. Yeah. And you also, Mary, we can't think all or none. You try doing a little here, a little here and a little there, and it'll all add up to a good thing. But I would say, if you're asking me, which one do you put emphasis on you on? You put emphasis on your retirement and, and, know that i mean heck they're trying to cancel student loans right now oh man i wish that existed back when i was <laughs> when i was younger um so you know you don't actually know what college is gonna what the costs of colleges are gonna look like when your kids get older so but you by sure you know that there's gonna be no one else planning for your retirement but you and and that's 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 it's it's sounds harsh but that's where i draw the line you know, I think this is going to be something that um, you probably see more and more, right? I'm sure you probably already have seen more and more of this, but it just feels like there's more of us, I say us, uh, having children later in life, right? So these are all questions that we're going to have to ask ourselves too at some point. 
Oh, yeah, most definitely. And it's something that I, I see a lot of people already starting to do. Uh, because we have inflation right now, because everything's costing more right now, um, because the market has been down this year. I see people making these decisions right now, and it's terrifying. Mm-hmm. So, Mary, if you make me if you make me choose just one thing, it's going to be you. There you go. Thanks for that, Mary. Appreciate your question. If you have one for us, please send it in. SSFinancial.net is the website. And again, we appreciate you listening to this episode of the Financial Flight Plan podcast. Bree, as always, we appreciate your time. Thank you. And everyone go out and leave an abundant life.